Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. How are you doing? We're now in week, I think this is my week six of isolation. I mean, I'll be honest, I've lost count. Everything's blurring into one at this point. Pretty much, yeah. We're at the end of, or coming to the end of week five. Um, and yeah, pretty much every day is the same, and it feels like it's gone. It's been five weeks since my parents left, which if anyone followed along with that saga, it feels like it was only last week. I can't believe that's five weeks ago. That I honestly, I would have said that was like two or three weeks ago. Everything is just blurring into one. I know it's absolutely madness. I mean, I I don't really know what to report on this catch up anymore because there's not an awful lot to to kind of report on. Um, no. Still doing things, still working from home every day, still going for an evening walk. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> catch up done. I have two exciting things to share. <laughs> I mean, I'm at my but, catch up with that. Please do share. So, number one, I mean, this is like current situation exciting, not normal life exciting, just so we're clear. Um, the first, I made bread from scratch for the first time ever, and it Ooh. worked. That's impressive. Yeah, I'm proud. I've now got, um, I think it's four kilos of gluten-free flour um, because a local farm shop was trying to get hold, like get rid of it. It's not that we have been hoarding, I promise. <laughs> um, they, they were trying to get rid of it. Um, so I now have that and I'm going to become a bread baking extraordinaire over the next couple of weeks. I'm very excited. I want to do like flavoured bread as well, but I think I need to like, you know, master this part first. Um, so that's wild. And I've also discovered TikTok. Yes, I'm late oh, to the party. No. no. Don't hate on it. Don't hate on it until you're part of it. Honestly, I judged everyone. I was like, I'm not getting on TikTok. It's stupid. I'm too old for TikTok. And oh my God, I have spent more hours than I care to admit scrolling TikTok. It's hilarious. Like there are animals on there. There are people dancing. The Kardashian ones crack me up. Um... I will have to share some with you later. But Please don't I... share the Kardashian ones with me. I can't stand them in real life. I don't need to see them on another social media platform. No, no, no. It's like people have taken what they've said as a voiceover and then they do something else, like, visually. I'm not explaining it very well. Clearly, I'm too old for TikTok. I can't explain <laughs> how it works. <laughs> but I just love it. It, it cracks me up. Um, yeah, so... It's been exciting. If anyone else is on TikTok and has recommendations of who I can follow, please recommend because it's my new favourite thing. <laughs> I saw a thing about a girl who had got like, I don't know, millions of followers because she recommended this product. That was a, it was a product from The Ordinary and she had used it and it basically cleared up her acne and she got like millions and millions of followers from it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't even imagine TikTok as an influencer platform, but I guess it is the new influencer platform now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I'd create content to put on it. Like, I don't, because I want to give it a go, but I'm I'm not going to start dancing. That's not my bag. I'm too self-conscious and I'm not, I don't really think I'm a voiceover kind of person. Um, no shade for people who are doing it. Like, it clearly I'm a big fan. Um so I don't know what I would create for that kind of platform, but just as a consumer of the content, it's, I'm a big fan. I like yeah, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. I can't dance and also I'm not funny. So I just feel like there's not a place for me on TikTok because I feel like you're a certain type of person, like, like a very extroverted person. And I don't feel like, I mean, I sit here obviously recording a podcast, but 
I don't feel like I'm like an introverted extrovert I feel like and I don't yeah feel like TikTok aligns with that side of my personality that sounds no, so <laughs> no 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 I get what you mean I as much as I'm sitting there going oh god that'd be so fun to do or, or that could be a cool idea I just don't have the confidence to execute it um so I'm not sure I'll ever upload anything to TikTok. You never know. This time next fortnight, I could be TikTok viral because that's a thing that happens now. Well, um, now's the time to do it. All this, all this exactly. time to be productive. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to become TikTok famous. But no, seriously, it's cracked me up. I'd highly recommend if you just, it's just a nice distraction, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, fair. But other than that, no, not a lot has happened in my life. I can't say it's been, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, really. Like there have been days when I felt amazing and like, do you know what? This is fine. And other days where it has really felt like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. And I realise how indulgent that sounds and how kind of like crack out the world's smallest violin for me, because I am exceptionally privileged to be isolating with a garden and for everyone I love to be safe and still have a job. Um, I don't think I'm the only person who feels like that though. And I, I think feel, it's I feel like this is another I feel like this is another issue though with this lockdown that people feel guilty for feeling a bit shit. Like yeah. I've been pretty I've been okay up until now. I've had a few bad days, but this week has felt like a real real struggle for like lots of reasons. Sometimes I haven't even been able to tell. I've just felt rubbish. And then I feel yeah. really bad for complaining about feeling awful when there's people who are in so much worse situations who have lost their job who can't afford to keep a roof over their head who are in like such dangerous situations and you do you feel so guilty for complaining but also you I mean you can't help how you feel and it's it's like it's that classic thing but it's okay not to be okay I don't feel like anyone should put a face on it just because they don't feel like they're entitled to feel a bit shit yeah I know what you mean and I think as well it's all relative isn't it like there are There are so many reasons why this can be hard, but I was reading a thing, I think it was on the Financial Times, which I realise makes me sound pretentious, but it came off my news app Um, a couple of weeks ago, not a couple of weeks ago. This is what I mean. Everything blurs into one. It feels like it was weeks ago. This is actually on Monday that I read this, and today is Friday. This is what I mean, guys. Um, But it was saying how, like, when something crazy happens like this, um, the first like few weeks of it you're kind of okay you're in that honeymoon phase and you're like yeah we can all band together we can get through this it's scary but we're gonna be all right like everyone starts doing the lives on Instagram and they call people every single day and all of that stuff and then you kind of get to that week four and five and that's waning and by week six that's done like that whole honeymoon phase is completely gone and actually that's when people start to feel worse because at that point you don't have any of that momentum left. You're just left with what the current reality is and no real information on what the future looks like. And that's where I feel like I've sat in the past week. And I wonder if that's why I found the past like week and a half or so the hardest so far. Yeah, I think it's, it's almost that like the honeymoon phase. It's such a novelty because no one's ever been in this situation before. It is almost like a novelty of, oh, look, we can have these we can have Zoom parties and we can do this and we can do that and I can be productive and I can do yoga. All of these things that we were talking about last week with the productivity. And it does wear thin. Of course it does. You're literally living in the same small space like week on end without any end in sight. And I think like this week's felt particularly kind of 
not great for me as well because we've kind of come to terms with the fact that we won't be doing the traveling around Australia that we intended to and again I feel guilty for that because we're in such a privileged position to be here in the first place and to have the opportunity to travel and to live abroad and here's me now being sad that we can't afford to buy a car and do the rest of our trip and it sounds I feel bad for being upset about that because a lot of people don't have that opportunity but I think it is just everyone's disappointed by a change in plans everyone's scared of the uncertainty and I think it's okay to feel those things and just kind of accept that those are valid feelings to have definitely I think we it's all just one day at a time isn't it I know we I know everyone keeps saying that but I do genuinely think that's all we can do and just try and find something like I'm trying really hard to find one or two things each day that just makes me feel a bit better and to try and do something nice every day like maybe it's reading for half an hour or watching a movie or looking forward to watching a series or calling someone but just having that little thing every day is definitely bringing more light in the situation do we want to move on to this week's recommendations yeah why don't you start okay so my first recommendation this this is how out there I've been for the moment um it is a recipe actually um but it's because I've been doing this different diet to try and figure out what my intolerances are that's a whole other story um so I've been eating pretty much almost vegan for the last few weeks and I found this recipe that is a toasted cashew veggie bowl and I was so interested to begin with (laughs) Sorry. I mean, to be fair, you could totally swap out the cashews and do anything else. Because the whole point of me... Wait, are you allergic to sesame? No, I can eat sesame. Good, because the revelation about this recipe is I've never cooked with tahini before. And it's blown my (laughs) mind. No, I've never cooked with tahini. I know that's not a revelation to everyone else, but it's the first time I've cooked with it. And, oh my God, this toast... So the only cashew bit is actually cashews that you roast and sprinkle on the top. So you could totally just leave those out. Oh, fine. Perfect. It's 10 minutes to prep, 10 minutes to cook. So it's super, super quick. And it's just basically a rice bowl full of veggies. You've got some sriracha sauce to give it a little bit of a kick. You've got your tahini, really nice sauce mix. It's on itslivebee.com who have loads of great um, vegan and veggie and gluten-free recipes on the website um but it's such an easy meal to make super tasty as well we've actually made it a couple of times in the last 10 days because we enjoyed it so much so I would definitely recommend that we'll leave the recipe linked and also just her whole website is worth checking out as well that sounds right up my street I'm gonna give that a go um if you have leftover tahini and you want to make a salad my tip for you is mix the tahini with a little bit of a tiny bit of olive oil and lemon juice oh my gosh well you're definitely gonna love this recipe then because the sauce is tahini soy sauce a teeny bit of maple syrup lemon juice and then just water to thin it out a bit that's me that is me in a dressing (laughs) yeah it was really good I made your um you know the quesadillas you recommended weeks ago with like the chickpeas Oh, yeah. Actually, maybe it wasn't one here you recommended it. Maybe you just recommended it to me separately. I can't remember. But I made that for lunch yesterday and it was so good. Oh, nice. Actually, I've not made that for ages. Maybe I'll make that this weekend. Um, What's your first recommendation? So it's a TV show and the BBC have adapted Mallory Blackman's Noughts and Crosses into a TV show. They started this 
I think it was at the start of the year. Like I, it was definitely pre-lockdown. I reckon it was end of Jan, beginning of Feb. Um, and it's, I'd always been meaning to read Noughts and Crosses, but I just never got around to it as a kid. Um, and then I kind of reached a point where I didn't think reading was cool anymore and all that kind of stuff, different story. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't even realise it was an entire series of books. So I'm not sure if the TV series is just focusing on the first book or whether it's the entire series of books. And I don't want to Google it because I don't want to find out what happens. But it, it's to do with that entire story. Um, and it is, honest to God, one of the best things I have watched in years like I can't remember the last time I watched something and felt so invested and felt that it was telling such an important story um and it's it's uncomfortable I'll be perfectly honest as a white woman it's definitely made me feel a little bit uncomfortable in terms of like my own unconscious bias and and just how our society works um because the premise of the story it's like a dystopian world where you have the noughts and the crosses and the crosses are the leading kind of race in society. But there's also like the race element of crosses are black and noughts are white. And it's like the African nation have their empire like took over Albion, which is meant to be the UK. And it's, it's just so eye opening, so brilliant. Um, The cast are phenomenal and I can't stop thinking about like it's it's not a light-hearted watch like we tend to watch like one a night I couldn't binge watch it if I'm totally honest Mm. but it is brilliant and I kind of had reservations about watching it because I was like "Eh, is it really going to be as good as the hype because you know I don't like something that's overhyped um (laughs) hence why it took so long to get onto TikTok but it's it deserves all of the praise it's got we're about halfway through and we can't stop talking about it like we're just like walking around the house and I'm like, I can't get over that episode. Um, so yeah, I would 100% recommend going and watching that. If you can find it on iPlayer, um, yes, so, go for it. So I, really, really, I really want to watch it. I've not seen it yet. But fun fact, the Noughts and Crosses series are one of the probably handful of books that I've ever reread in my entire life. So really? I, absolutely. I read that series, whole series, two or three times when I was at school. I absolutely loved it. Mallory Blackman signed one of my books and I cried. Like, I mean, obviously. Oh my God, I had no idea that you were such a Noughts and Crosses fan. Like, I absolutely loved it. I was really obsessed with those books and it kind of got me into a whole dystopian theme of books that I read when I was younger, which are now still on my shelf at home and my mum tries to make me get rid of and I refuse. Just a whole other story. But no, they, if anyone has the chance to read the books as well, I really recommend, like I vividly remember them making me cry. Like it is, like you said, it is emotional. It's not an easy story to be a part of, but it's, I think they're really important for everyone to read or watch whatever your preferred medium is. Yeah, I wish now I had read them, um, but I'm so invested in the TV series that I need to finish it. But I imagine that as with all kind of like adaptations, large thing like large chunks are missing just because it's hard to convert something from book into film yeah. or TV. Um, so I might go back and try and read them at some point. But I just, I wish I'd read it years ago. It's absolutely brilliant. So my second recommendation this week is kind of linked to the discussion we had at the start of last week's episode about this weird phenomenon of, this productivity competition that's come out of people being locked down for the pandemic. And it's an article on thinrichhappy.com. 
um, and it's titled Three Things You Should Probably Remember. And the three things are, this is not a competition. Sometimes five minutes is enough and there are things to be thankful for. And it's a pretty short article, but it really kind of hits the points that we've said before. But my favorite bit is sometimes five minutes is enough. And it just says sometimes you really can't be asked to be productive and you'd rather spend your time watching TV, eating. That's that's absolutely fine. Like embrace those things. But even if you do five minutes or something, it makes a difference. Like five minutes of push up push ups is still a solid workout. Five minutes of writing is still one page of writing. Five minutes of reading, you can finish an insightful article and five minutes of meditation can still change your mood. Like just because you've had what feels like an unproductive day, don't make yourself feel guilty about it because that might be what you need. Just take five minutes to do something different, whether whether that is just reading an article or doing some meditation, that's still being productive and you're still doing something and you shouldn't feel guilty for not doing something every second of every single day. It's just a nice reminder that you don't, you don't need to force yourself into these hours and hours of doing things if you don't feel up to it because it's it's not about that like we said last week it's not a competition and it was just nice and reassuring to read an article that was reiterating that I think that sounds like something I need to read and it's such a valid point I always think like oh if I'm gonna tidy my room I have to tidy the whole thing but they're entirely right like just five minutes you could reorganize your sock drawer doesn't mean there isn't more to do but like every morning when you then go to your sock drawer it's organized and that feels great I think just because we think we have more time now doesn't mean we do have more time like there's if if you're working from home you might think oh I've got loads more time but actually if you're also having to look after kids you definitely don't have more time like I'm like oh I've got more time because I don't have a four-hour commute no (laughs) I don't have that much more time because I've got other commitments and other responsibilities. And I think it's a really important thing to remember that yes, five minutes can be enough. I've never thought of it like that really. Also, and I didn't, I only read this article yesterday and I didn't realize, but I've kind of done it this week. And if you are struggling and feeling a bit overwhelmed, it's actually a really nice way to break up tasks. Like what you were saying about organize your sock drawer. This week, I knew I needed to clean the bathroom and I absolutely just could not face the task. So one day I just did like the sink and the toilet. Then the next day I did the shower and then the next day I mopped the floor. And I was like, why have I never done it like this before? Like I make out like it's this big daunting task, but literally what's the problem with breaking it up into three days of little five minute tasks? Like it made it so much more manageable. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a good way to do it actually. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. (laughs) I've got to clean the bathroom. (laughs) I know I hate it so much, but also I have to do it because I can't stand what germs. Yeah. (laughs) anyway um what's your second recommendation this is a little bit lighter than my first one um so I don't know if you've watched the first Jumanji movie and by the first I mean the first of like the reboot that happened a couple of years ago not the original with Robin Williams in it no I've only seen the original oh my god so you would love it at Christmas um Asia and Becky were like you've got to watch this movie and I'm not I, I'll be honest I don't like Jack Black and I know that's really controversial but I'm not a huge Jack Black fan, fan I just find him a bit annoying I really don't like Kevin Hart so I was like I'm not gonna watch this movie I'm gonna hate it but they went on about it so much and were so <laughs> adamant that I should watch it that over Christmas we actually watched it and I loved it like it is one of the funniest films I've watched in ages and 
last Saturday. So this is like a recommendation within a recommendation. I'm going off on a tangent, but bear with me because this is a very good idea that I stole from someone. Um, <laughs> we can never agree on what movie to watch. Like we will spend longer trying to pick a movie than watching a movie. And I know oh, we're not oh, the only same. <laughs> Like between me and Alex, but also with his family, because we all have very different tastes in movies. So we now have a little bag, like a little makeup bag. Um, and we've all written down five movies that we want to watch. We put it in the bag and we pull a movie out. And the next night we're going to watch a movie, that is the movie we watch. You can opt out. Like if you really don't want to see it, you can say, I'm not going to watch that. But you can't veto anyone's movie. That's so a good idea. It, and you have to watch your own movie. So you can't be like, I'm going to pick a really crap movie and make everyone watch it. Like, you have to watch your own movie. and But you can opt out of any movie. Like the next movie they're going to watch is Hotel Mumbai. And that is not going to be something that is Charlotte friendly. I'm going to be anxious and scared and terrified. I'm just going to opt out of that one. But the one we watched on Saturday night was Jumanji 2 Next Level. It is brilliant. I actually think it's funnier than the first movie. Um... It's just like they go back into the Jumanji world and they have different things to face, but there are some really lovely stories within it. And it's just funny. Like they they don't play themselves because they're playing all of these very specific high school characters. I, do, I find Jack Black hilarious and I find Kevin Hart hilarious and that they are not two things I ever thought I'd say. Um, so I would reckon you would love them. Like you would love those movies, Hells. You've got num- the first one is on Netflix. The second one we rented from Amazon Prime. So I've, for a really similar reason to you, I've never watched them. One, because I loved the original so much, but two, I like Karen Gillan kind of annoys me a little bit. Like, I think she's a great actress, but she kind of annoys me. But Taylor absolutely loves these new reboots and he's been wanting me to watch them for ages. So now I've got both of you guys saying I have to watch it. Maybe I should. (laughs) Seriously, you will love, like they are so up your street. They're like action comedy. It's like, it's like a film has been made for you. Okay, okay, I might actually watch them this weekend, especially if it, the first one's on Netflix, okay. Yeah, it's just light-hearted, like, it's what you kind of need. Like, they're quite long movies, but they're, they're so light-hearted. I cannot recommend enough. Nice. Do you think I'll ever get through my recommendations without ending it, saying, I can't recommend enough? <laughs> I feel like we both always end our recommendations the same way, though. Like, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> I don't know what I say, but every time I listen, I'm like, I always say that. We also always say, who wants to kick it off? <laughs> Which is not a sentence we use in any other like walk up life. I've I, never I, said to you, do you want to kick it off in any situation other than recording the podcast? <laughs> I think it's like that upbeat way to say things when people can't actually see your facial expressions. I think I end all my recommendations with, if you get a chance, you should, should definitely check it out. I think that's how yes, I end most of my if you get merch they're the three sentences that are going to be on our merch oh my god let's do merch who would buy merch i'd buy it right should we move on to this week's topic so this week's topic is about staying connected which obviously is a very i'm going to say topical topic but that's because it is i think at the moment, things are so uncertain and people do feel very disconnected. They don't know when they're next going to be seeing family and friends. And I think, obviously, we've discussed loneliness on this podcast before, but now it's not just certain groups of society that are experiencing that loneliness. Now it's really possible for 
all walks of life to be experiencing that sense of isolation because we haven't got the same opportunities to socialize as we did before. So I think this episode, we just wanted to talk about staying connected, the importance of reaching out to people and just keeping in touch for for your own mental health and for looking after other people as well. Totally. I think even if you're someone who normally lives alone and loves living alone, or you are quite an independent person anyway, in your normal day-to-day life, like you still interact with people at work, you still might meet up with friends at the weekend and you'll see people. So even so as someone who has lived on their own for quite a while, I love that. But this situation has been really, really hard. Um, not seeing people like outside of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I almost feel like you don't realise what a value you put on interacting with people kind of at work or on the phone or when you pop into a shop on your lunch break, kind of those face-to-face human reaction, uh, interactions that you don't necessarily remember in your day, but they, they are so important to your day and kind of having that human connection. Yeah, I miss like going into a shop and just like having a random chat with someone I don't know at like the cash desk or something. So I think when all of this is going on, like it's relevant, I think, regardless to make sure you're staying connected to people, but particularly when it's a tough time, reaching out and just maintaining those kind of relationships you have with people is just even more valuable yeah and I think it's funny isn't it because we have all this technology right at our fingertips to basically reach out to anyone and everyone we want to and actually it's it's almost overwhelming because now you don't have the opportunity to arrange meeting up for coffee or going for a lunch or I'll see you this weekend and all that interaction has to now be done on technology And it's almost, I don't know, I found it a little bit intimidating at first, if that sounds, I don't know, that sounds weird. But to realise that all of your reaction, interactions going forward are going to be via some sort of technology, it is a weird adjustment to make. But I think it's a really important one that people need to do to look after themselves. I think that's really true. I felt really intimidated by like having my camera on like on my video calls and stuff. And actually, I didn't realise how much difference it makes to see people's faces. And I know you're not like a huge on the phone fan. Um, I love being on the phone. Shock of the day. But I know a lot of people who similarly to you don't love being on the phone. So then like picking up the phone, having a conversation with them. So you almost feel a bit bad calling them because I'm like, oh, I don't want to make someone feel uncomfortable. But actually, I think this situation is unlike anything we've faced before. So... I think people are just grateful when you get in touch at the moment. And it's nice. It's nice to talk to people who you might not always call all the time. Yeah, I mean, this is actually going to be a revelation to you, but I've gotten better with the whole phone thing. And I don't know if it's, I think it's probably this job because I spend a lot of my time on the phone. And Australians have a weird, I don't know if it's all Australians, I've just made a sweeping generalisation, but everyone in my work environment and everyone I contact externally, they all pick up the phone and they say, hi, it's da 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 da. How are you? They actually ask the question, how are you? Like as a greeting. And oh, that's it, nice. Yeah. And at first I was like, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> fine. Like that, that kind of default British thing to be like, I'm fine. <laughs> how do I respond to this? But actually it's people respond, not genuinely, but people are like, oh, it's almost the weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. Or they'll say things like that. And it, actually made such a difference to how I interact on the phone I feel a lot more positive when I answer the phone and when I pick up the phone to someone or if I call someone and I don't know maybe it has had a knock-on effect during this time but those face-to-face interactions or as in like 
on, I don't know, Skype or whatever, I'm a lot more inclined to, like you said, turn on my camera now and actually have the, like instigate those conversations than I was before. Yeah. Oh, I'm so pleased you're getting more to be a phone person. That makes me feel <laughs> so happy. If I ever want to call you, I do feel like I need to text you and be like, am I okay to call? Not like now, obviously, because it's a time zone, so it is different, but like in the UK. Um, so I love the idea that like now you might feel a lot less scared if I want to call you. <laughs> I feel like I was ever scared, but I think it's just because there's always that association. If someone calls you out of the blue, you're like, something's wrong. Or True. Like, yeah. But whereas now I feel like that association with a phone call has changed because now it is more you're reaching out to someone rather than, oh shit, what's happened? Yeah, I feel like when I get a call, like I feel like if a year ago my gran had just called me halfway through a Thursday afternoon, I'd have been like, oh my God, what has happened? Whereas now I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like she's just seeing how I am. And I don't answer the phone waiting for her to be like, so-and-so's like, I don't know, been in an accident or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is nice. We're going to have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I really do feel like it's changed that mindset. But I think it is important to remember to make those connections, because especially because things are so uncertain, and this is so unprecedented. I think it's quite easy to accidentally let yourself be isolated and not realise that you're doing it. Definitely. I think that's so easy. Like, it's quite, um, I I don't know, I, I'm probably not the only person that's about this. But it's such an intimidating situation at the moment that you almost want to just shut down and like retreat into yourself and in some ways that feels so much safer and more comforting even though in reality it probably isn't I realized that I was going days without speaking to people properly um just because I don't want to face the real world but actually when I make that connection I know it makes me feel better but it's making that effort and kind of checking yourself and going hold on when was the last time I had that conversation? Who could I call? Who could I speak to? Because chances are that other person could be in completely the same situation as you. Yeah, I think that's really important to remember. Like, almost don't see it as a, oh, I don't know if they'll want to talk or just reach out. Like, if someone really doesn't want to talk, they'll say. But I always, personally, I always feel so much more, so much more better. Wow. <laughs> I always feel so much better when I've spoken to someone and I've had that interaction. Like even if like had a rubbish day at work and then we record the podcast or we have a catch up, I'm like, God, I feel so much better. And I know that that I feel that way after I've chatted to someone and that's the same for anyone. And I mean, imagine the elderly people as well. I mean, loneliness is already difficult for the older generation anyway, but they're not as kind of in tune with technology and they probably really relished all of those connections, like going to the post office, having a chat with someone at the shops, anything like mm. that. And all of a sudden they don't have that opportunity anymore. And I can imagine having that removed is really distressing to deal with. For sure. And I think as well, like if you've, I don't know, if you've got young kids or something like that, that's a lot of pressure on you now to be, and yes, you've got people around you, but it's not the same as having adults around who you can have a proper conversation with so I can only imagine how scary and like isolating that must feel so I think if you're in a like if if you have people who you can call do it but also what one of the things I love that has come out of this situation one of the real positives I think is that there are so many different ways you can connect remotely like I know um Jules and Sarah who do Jules and Sarah the podcast are doing a weekly bingo night 
and there are a lot of people who are doing like zoom workouts where you can still do it as a class so even if you feel like you can't pick up the phone to someone who you know or you maybe you don't want to that feels too much you can get involved in another way and build a connection differently which I just think is lovely yeah that's so true I've seen like groups that I'm part of on like Facebook and Instagram and some of them have book clubs and instead of just having a conversation on like, a discussion on their Facebook page they're now having book club zoom sessions and I think that's so nice like it you all have something in common so you all have something to talk about it's not like it's going to be awkward or anything like that I think any kind of interaction just like you were saying now you want to turn on the, the camera when you're having video conference with work whereas probably before I wouldn't have done that no I think yeah having the opportunity to have those interactions and I mean like our housemates the other day we were doing a um like an online pub quiz like a local pub nearby has moved their weekly pub quiz online and again you're still having all this interaction and you can hear different people and you're all part it's all done through an app um the name of which I cannot remember um (laughs) But it's so clever and there's so many different ways that you can connect. I think if you're part of any forums or groups like that, really look out for those opportunities. But I think as well, like it doesn't have to be in the moment connections. Like one of the things I did, I sent flowers to some people or one something that is really cool that I can now talk about because she's received it is I sent um, donuts and like a donut decorating kit to Asia. And oh, nice. It's just that thing of like you want to say something a bit different and obviously I completely appreciate that everyone's financial situation now is completely different so maybe that isn't like within your power to do right now Um, but there are so many cool things that you can still do that are just thoughtful that build that connection even if it's just like sending someone a gif or my latest favourite thing sending someone a funny TikTok. Um, (laughs) Still a way of like building that connection letting someone know that you are thinking about them. Yeah I think that's the thing because it even you sending me like a link to something or like a cute photo or like a dog video, something like that. It shows that you've seen something and you've thought of someone. I know that we've kind of discussed this sort of thing before about maintaining friendships and relationships. And, but it, it is just about those little gestures. It doesn't have to be a zoom call or like a Skype for two hours. It, if you don't feel like that's something you're able to do, there's, there's other ways to interact and keep in touch with people and, reach out that don't have to feel so intimidating to you if that's not something you want to do I guess it's a bit like how normal like in normal everyday life you might I don't know see your friends or your parents like every couple of weeks or every couple of months but within within that you would still like send a birthday card or you might still send a link to an article you think they'd like like you still have that chatting and it's similar, like that you shouldn't feel the pressure to now only be available on a one hour Zoom call or like on the phone every single night. Like I think it's those little ways to interact are just as important because whilst it's great to do the Zoom calls and to have the phone calls and everything, you it's it's really hard to find that balance to not feel like you have to be available 24 seven. Do you know what yeah. I mean? especially if you're someone who is quite introverted and wouldn't want to do that naturally like you shouldn't feel uncomfortable and be forced into that kind of situation anyway I think I feel like humans because they're just innately like sociable people and I'm not saying like going out to the bar every night and clubbing and all of that I just mean those human interactions and just depending on the type of person you are all of those interactions are different for everyone but I think it's such an uncertain time that as much for your own mental health as for other people's, 
reaching out and making those connections is something that's good for you and for the person you're reaching out to. Definitely. And I think as well, it's a really nice thing that hopefully, I think a lot will change following this, but I hope that it's something that we do kind of take forward with us and say, actually, yeah, maybe we can't all, because there is such pressure normally, like, oh, you've got to see your friends every like few weeks. And sometimes it does feel like too much. So this is like a nice middle ground to say, can we take this forward and do it in the future? Because you're right, like a Sunday morning, like normally on a Sunday morning, the four of us, like our group of friends could never just get together for an hour or two. But having a Skype call every few weeks on Sunday morning, I don't know about you, but it changes my Sunday. Like I feel a lot happier once we've done it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like now I see it as such an opportunity to like interact with you guys. And I always feel like, not in a negative way, but since I moved to Australia, obviously it is difficult, more difficult to communicate with everyone back home. And I don't know, maybe this is a selfish like a selfish perspective but I almost feel like I'm speaking to people at home more now because now there is the opportunity because people want those connections people want to interact and now I'll have like zoom or skype calls with people every other weekend and it's something that I can look forward to and I I look forward to chatting to you guys and now I know that it happens more regularly it's something that I'll look forward to it for the whole weekend knowing that I'm going to have a chat and a catch up and I think that's the same for like everyone. Like, make sure you're reaching out to like your older relatives or your parents if you're not with them at the moment, and things like that. Just even just a quick email. Like my grandma, she hasn't got a smartphone, so I can't send her a WhatsApp or anything like that. It's going to cost us both money to send a text. But I send her an email, and then she reads it when she can and replies when she can, and she loves getting those. And that's that's something that she looks forward to, and I can give her an update on my life and it's it's nice to be able to do that yeah I think that's the thing isn't it like work out which mode of like communication works best for that relationship and just go for it and make like take this if you can just try and see it as an opportunity maybe to make those connections better rather than worry that your connections won't survive this or like last throughout it does that make sense like I don't know, yeah. I don't think I've explained it very well, but I was worried, that I was like, oh, like, what if I drift from my friends because I'm not seeing them as regularly? Or what if, like, I don't speak to my parents as often and I don't feel as close to them? That's no. not something I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, and because the thing is, you have to remember, everyone is in the same boat right now. Everyone is struggling. And I think reaching out to each other is not only going to decrease the stress of feeling like you're alone in this uncertain time, but it's it's something to look forward to. And I, who doesn't enjoy some sort of social interaction? Like it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be going to a bar and partying in an hour on a Skype call. But knowing that you've been thought about or you're thinking of someone is so nice. And like you said, I think being flexible with the, how you want to communicate is most important. But yeah, I think that this this situation is so difficult to be in for everyone. Like regardless of what you're, whether you're a key worker or you're not, like everyone's situation is so difficult. But the one thing that can make such a difference is supporting one another where you can and just staying connected, even if it is just sending someone a picture or dropping them a text, like every little bit of interaction really helps right now. And I think that's, if you can work out a way that you can maintain those relationships and stay connected at the at the moment, it will just be so wonderful for you, but also the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I mean, in line with what we've said about reaching out to different places as well, if anyone does want to get in contact with us, whether that's by email or Instagram DM, however you want to get, get in touch, if you have any recommendations, anything at all, we would love to hear from you as always. Um, so you can get in contact with us by email, which is 20zahard at gmail.com. Or head over to our Instagram page where we're trying to share lots of positivity and just nice things at the moment, which is at 20zahard. Also, don't forget that if you've loved this episode, then please hit subscribe on your podcast provider, whether that's Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcasts, and you'll get notified of our next episode in a couple of weeks time. But until then, stay safe, stay at home if you can, and we will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.